Today's daf is daf Chavdalid. We are holding at the bottom of Chavimul Amad Beis with Iboyelahu. The Gemara has a halachic query, halachic clarification. So just just uh, refocus as to how we ended off yesterday. We began the uh, parak with listing four types of nedarim. One of the examples, the last case of the Mishnah, was called Nidrei Zeruzin. Now, what we explained, the Nidrei Zeruzin, it's a nedar that's used for inducement. It's a, it's a nedar that is being made to motivate or induce someone to do something. And the example that was given in the Mishnah was that you have a buyer and a seller, and the, uh, the buyer is, wants to pay two, the seller wants four, and uh, that's at least what they're saying, but in their minds, they both are willing to settle at three. But what the, the buyer does to, in, to advance his position is that he basically says that I make a net that I'm not going to pay more than two. And the seller says that I receive, I make a netter that I, that, uh, the, it'll become usher on me, uh, if I receive less than four. So, based on the situation, the Chachamim evaluate that really each one is not really meaning to make a nether, because each one is really just trying to induce the other person to either go up or come down on their position, and they really both would be willing to work with, 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 with at three, so you don't even need to find a Pesach or a Heter for that nether. That nether itself is, 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 is a non-binding nether. That was the example of, of the Mishnah, because it's called a nether of inducement, which this is not binding. It's just there to induce or uh, to motivate someone to do something that's not considered to be a binding nether. Now, the next Mishnah, which is the Mishnah that we discussed yesterday, brought down Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Now, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov in the Mishnah gave another example of what's considered to be a nether of inducement. Now, we went through, there was a Chesura Mechzara, there was a deletion in the text, and we all, but at the end of the day, after we fixed up the Mishnah, the case came out being as follows, is that it's talking about where a, the host is trying to invite a guest to come eat by him. And he basically, what he does is, he says that I make a neder that if you don't eat by me, then you will never be allowed to benefit from my nechassim again. Right? Says Rebbe Yaakov, in such a case, again, that's called a neder of inducement. We don't take the neder seriously, and you don't even need a she'ela or a pesach to remove the restriction of the neder, because the neder of inducement. Right? Now, you, just do karate. you don't even need nothing, nothing, nothing. It's not binding. Even if the guy doesn't show up to eat, it doesn't trigger. It doesn't trigger the net. That's what the case in the Mishnah was. All right. Now, the what the what the Gemara is clarifying right now for us. What Gemara wants to know is that is Rabbi Lezeb and Yaakov just explaining the parameters of Nedra Zruzim? Even the Chachamim in the first Mishnah would agree, or actually. The Chachamim's case in the first Mishnah about the buyer and the seller, that actually 
is it's oh, it, it had a, se- a, a separate definition of what Nedrei's Ruzin is as a Ruzin, and that would not apply to the case of Rav Yaakov. And it could be that they might disagree with Rav Yaakov. And in case in the case of Rav Yaakov, they might disagree and say, "No, we hold that if the guy doesn't show up for dinner, it triggers the Neder, and it does." So that the, what we want to know now is Rav Yaakov actually explaining in the Chachamim sheet that there's no real machlokas, or actually there's two different opinions over here. Now the Ron says, why would you think there's a difference in the cases? Why would you think? What could be the logic that you could say is, aren't they both just a netter is being used as a form of inducement? Right? So what, what's, the, what's the difference? So the Ron says an interesting svara. The Ron says like this. He says that in the case of the buyer and the seller, it's clear that what they're saying is not what they're intending. Right? Why is it clear what they're saying they're intending? He says he wants four. He says two. But we know that really, it, 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 neither one really means four or two. That could be, uh, under those circumstances, that's where the Chachamim say, it's clearly just a form of inducement, it's a form of leverage, and it has not a, it does not have the status of a binding nether. Whereas, in the case of Rabbi Lazar in Yaakov, in the, in, the, in, in the next Mishnah, the person's intent is, what is his intent? His intent is, I want you to come and eat by me. So what he actually is saying is what he intends. Maybe in such a case, the Chavim say, up there, that's going to be a binding nander. Right? Rolaz ben Yaakov's pushback would be, at the end of the day, the way he's reacting, that you're the Chavim, is clearly that's still only just a point of leverage or intent, and maybe it's not binding. But you could hear at least there might be a machlokas. And that's what we want to clarify in the in the Shiloh. Right? Clear? Everybody with me? All right. Tomorrow says like this. Touch him up. Ibalahu. Bnei Yeshiva raised the following Shaila. Pligi Rabbanon alayhi Rabbanon and Yaakov. Is there a machlokas for Rabbanon in the first Mishnah with Rabbanon and Yaakov in the second Mishnah? Vim Tim Tzalayim Aplik. And if you do say that that distinction is a valid distinction, is a machlokas, Hechaz Yavase Allah. Who does the halacha follow? Does it follow like the Chachamim? Or does it follow Rabbanon and Yaakov's broader definition of what Nedre Zeruzin are? That's what we're going to be dealing with today. Toshima, come and listen. This nine we learned in a Mishnah. All right, now this is a Mishnah that's going to be on Samach Gimel. It's a Mishnah later on. Now, what does the Mishnah say like this? Now, the cases, we have to be very specific. The Girsa of the Ran is Sha'ani. The Girsa we have in Agamor is Sha'ani. All right? Sha'ani nen alach. Right? It means I make a konem, I make a neder, it's with kochav, like a korban. I make a neder that I will not benefit from you. I, I make a neder that I will never receive any benefit from you. Meaning, I want to give you a gift. A huge gift. I want to give you a kor, it's a large amount of, 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 of uh, 30 saw, a large amount of, 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 of wheat. And I want to give you two barrels of wine. And if you don't accept, uh, and if you don't, and I, I want to give it to your, your, your children. It means your children who you support, which also, that's another way of giving you a gift. I want to give a gift to your children who you support. I want to give you this gift. And if you refuse to take this gift, then I am making an edit that I'll never see, I, I'll never get anything from you again. Right? Now, there seems to be a level of inducement over here, right? It's like, at some level, sir, as a Nedraz and it resumes him. I'm trying, I, I, I'm insistent on you doing something for me. In this case, accepting something from me. And if not, I'm do, I, 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 I make a, a pretty severe Nedra. I can never benefit from you again. Okay? Now, what's the halach over there? So it says, Hareze yochol lahatris nidro shalal He says, a, a Pesach can be found. 
There's a way to, uh, uh, it's not actually a pestle, but there's a way to avoid the triggering of the nether without even having to go to the chacham, if what? If the following is. means the case obviously he's talking about is that the recipient refuses the benefactor. He says, he says, I don't want for my kids, I don't want the wheat, I don't want the barrels, you keep them. I, the netter should be triggered. No, there's a way to avoid the netter from being triggered. How do you avoid the negative trigger? He says like this, is that the benefit, the, 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 the recipient can say to the benefactor, he can say to him, listen, your whole purpose over here is you wanted to honor me. How did you want to honor me? You wanted to honor me by giving me this huge gift, right, for my kids, a huge gift. It's actually a greater honor for me when people see that someone offers me such a large gift and what? And I turn them down. That's even a greater honor for me. So your, your, the, the, the spirit of your nether of, has, has been fulfilled. The spirit of your, because you wanted to honor me and you did honor me, so you, you don't have to give it to me. Now, if he makes that statement and the benefactor agrees to it, then it does not spring, the, the trigger is not sprung and the nether is not going to be binding. But the Gemara's question is, implies that if that excuse was not able to be made, Right? Then what would happen? Then the trigger would be sprung and the nether would be binding. Even though it appears to be an example of a nether for, of, of, of urgency, uh, not an urgency, of, uh, of uh, an urge, uh, inducement, a nether of inducement, right? Of motivation. So what it says like this, so it says like this, there's a way to uh, avoid the nether from being binding without having to go to a chacham. For the, uh, the, the, the recipient uh, or the intended recipient can say to the benefactor, he says, you are trying to honor me by giving me this large gift. But Zehukvodi, this is even a greater honor by me allowing me to defer, to demur, to, 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 to refuse taking it from you. Now, what is the, uh, the, the that's the Mishnah, what is the analysis? So, the time of the Amar Zehukvodi, it's only because that reason is given to stop the springing of the nether. But otherwise, what is it, Mashmah, But if that is not an accept, if that would not be accepted, that this is the honor, or this is a greater honor, then nether who? That his turning down the gift would spring the nether. Now, money, who is the author of this Mishnah on Samach Gimel, right? The Chorah, it cannot be Irab Lazar and Yaakov. According to Lazar and Yaakov, you, he holds a broader definition of what's considered to be a nether of an inducement. And any time you're trying to induce someone, it's clear you're trying to induce him just for the sake you really want him to. You want him to take the gift, and you, and you make such a punishment that you're going to never be or you're going to be ushered from his things to begin with uh, uh, forever. It's clear that you're trying to induce him to take it. And yet we see, according to the author of this Mishnah, it would be a binding nether unless you can get out of it with this message. So who's the author? Can't be Rabbi Yaakov. Who must it be? It must be going like the Chachamim of the first Mishnah. And what do you see then? That there is a machlokas between Rabbi Lazar and the Chachamim. And according to the Chachamim, the only time you say that a neder is a neder's ruzin when what he's saying is not what he means. In this case, he does. What he's trying to do is trying to get you to, 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 to accept the gift. So it's not opposite to what he's saying, like in the case of the buyer and the seller. And then you see, there is a machlokas. So at least we've answered one part of the Shaila. Is there a machlok? We haven't answered what's the halacha, but we would have answered that point. So the chayra, 
So therefore, Irav Lozman Yaakov, it should be considered an Idris Ruzin, it should be an, an, an edder of, of inducement. So Ella, and, and therefore it should not be binding at all, and should not need an excuse of, well, you have to be able to say that you're trying to do a greater honor. So Ella Shmami, no, Pligi Rabbanan Aleh. So from here you see that the Chachamim, at least the first part of the Shaya, the Chachamim do disagree with Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov. Now the Gemara brings down a rejection. Now whether it's going to be the final, that we agree with this rejection at the end or not, we'll go back and look at it then. But what the Gemara is going to say is like this. Now listen very carefully, because you have to circle back to the case of Elizabeth Yaakov to see why it's different. What the Gemara is going to suggest is as follows. Is that Lechora... Which, which was Rebbe Lezben Yaakov? He was the one that said the case of, of, the, of the eating. Come eat dinner by me. If you don't eat dinner by me, yeah, okay. then, you'll never, then you'll never be able to eat again. Right? That was the case. And he calls that a case of Nedrezuz. And the question was, the Chacham agree with that? I don't agree with that. So he says like this. In this case, you could argue it's a little different. Obviously, if I want you to accept such a gift from me, there's a reason why I've done that. Why must I have done that? What does that imply happened earlier? I want you to take such a large gift from me. Gift from I probably got a large gift from you. So I mean, <coughs> like this. Reciprocal. Right. It's a reciprocal gift because such a thing is generally a reciprocal thing. Now the point is as follows, is that that could be what's, what's motivating my wanting to give you this gift. Why? The Gordon's expression is that because I don't want to feel like a dog. A dog you give things to and doesn't reciprocate. Now, you're making me feel like a dog because you must have given me or, or my kids a large gift. I want to be able to do the same thing for you. And if that's the case over here, then it's more than just a nether of inducement. The pshat over here, this could be a really a binding nether because I, I, there's a reason why I'm saying that if you don't accept this gift, then I'll never take anything ever from you again. Why? Because I see when I take things from you, you don't allow me to reciprocate and give things back to you. So therefore, in such a case, could be Elizabeth Yaakov, oh, this is more than just a case of a nether of inducement. And that's why this could be going not just like the Chachamim, it could be going like Elizabeth Yaakov as well. And unless you have this agreement, well, you just try to honor me, it's a greater honor me to allow me to, do, if, unless that is worked out, it would be a binding nether. It could be even according to the opinion of Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov, and you cannot bring a proof. Now ask the Ron, well, why is it different than the case of dinner? Right? Why don't we say the same thing over there? Well, I'm inviting you. I want you to come eat dinner. If you don't come eat dinner, I'm going to answer all of my things on you ever, uh, forever. Right? Why don't we say the same thing? The fact that I'm inviting you for dinner must be that you had, had invited me for, for dinner too. And therefore, that's why I'm upset. That's why, that should be a binding nether. Yet why in the case of dinner we say it's not a binding nether? And in this case over here, we say it is. So the Ron gives two svaras and that, that why there's a distinction between the cases. And it makes a difference how to learn the sugya later on. The Ron says, it could be the amounts. Having, so, inviting someone for dinner, which is a, that's like relatively a small amount of a, you don't have to say, oh, because you, I'm, it, it implies that I must have received something from you, therefore you have to receive something from me. So the concept of reciprocity doesn't necessarily apply over there, so you don't say that you're making me feel like a dog if you don't come for dinner. That's one way you get out of it. Well, over here it's a lot, why does it say such a large thing? It says, a core of wheat or two barrels of wine. So here the reciprocity issue is much more, the other Swara of the Ran says an interesting Swara too. He says that assuming it's a problem of reciprocity, what would make sense that the reaction would be? Therefore, I'm not going to eat from you again, or you should not be able to eat from me again. What makes more sense if it's a reciprocity? Think, go, think through the steps. Let's go through it. You must have given me a large gift. Now, I want you to accept the large gift. If you refuse to do it, then what? 
Then I will never eat again from you or you will never going to be able to eat from me again. What makes more sense to say? Say it one more time. If the problem is a, a problem of reciprocity, it means you gave me a large gift in the past, and I want and I, I want to be able to recipro- reciprocate to you. Otherwise, you make me feel like dog. And if you don't let me do it, then what? What would make I'm sense? Not give, then, then I'm not going to give. If you don't take from me, I'm not. Ta- I'm not going to. If you don't take from me now. You're making me feel like a dog. Why? Because you gave for me in the past. And, and you're not letting me give you So something. therefore, what would make sense? Therefore, I make I'm a letter. I'm taking you again. That's right. I'm never going to take from you again because of the way you're making me feel. That's not the case of the Mishnah over there, the Ron says. The Ron said, he's saying, is, I'm never going to let you eat dinner from me again. That makes no sense. It should be, I'm never going to eat from you again. again. Therefore, there it's not an issue of reciprocity. So you can't have this for that it can make me feel like a dog. So the Ron says two for us. Either the amounts show us it's not a problem of reciprocity, or because of the reaction, uh, who's is becoming Osir on who. But the, the bottom line is over here, what we had thought showing that there's a machlokzi between the Chachamim and Rebbe there's no proof over here that there is that machlokas. Even according to Rebbe Yaakov, it makes sense. This is more than just a Nidre Zeruzin. This could be that there is actually a real nether going on here because you're making me feel like a dog if you don't accept my gift. Alright, that's the shot. So why is it like this? That this mission on Samach Gimel could not, not only have to be just the sheet of the Chachamim. Even according to Lezman Yaakov, it's not an example of Nidriz Ruzin. Why? Because Umod of Lezman Yaakov, so Lezman Yaakov would agree that what, let me just make him the host, that, uh, that what he would agree that, uh, uh, that the high the nidra haba that in this case it's a binding nedr. It's not just a nedr zruzin. It's not just a nedr of inducement. The amalei loy kalba ani because the 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 benefactor says to the recipient is saying you're not accepting reciprocity over here. He says I'm not a dog. The misanina minoch that I take and benefit from you for la misanina minai and you don't reciprocate and and, and accept from me. Which therefore is the reason to believe it would be a binding nether. Now the out is you try to benefit me. This is considered a greater honor for me. Whatever. Okay, fine. But the point is, you can't bring me a riot to answer our shaila because if, in the case of the Mishnah, where you can't say anakal bahave, there could still be a machlokas between the chachamim and Rabbi Elazvinyaku. We haven't shown yet if there is or there isn't. Let's go to the next case. Each one of these cases, um, you have to go meticulously through and see the distinctions. Okay, Tashema, come and listen. So the case is that a person said to his friend, I make a konem, I make the koach of a neder, uh, that what, uh, whatever benefit you receive from me, meaning I'm answering, you'll never be allowed to get benefit from me again. I'm answering my assets or, or my benefit on you. If what? It's the opposite. If you don't give me or give my children a, uh, a core of wheat or two barrels of wine, don't ever expect anything from me again. Right? Different than the case before. Because they before I was trying... I gave you something at some point, you better... Re- now you that's better what it's mashma, right? That's what right. You better, right? But bottom line is that... that, that I, I, so, but there is, there is a level of inducement over here. The level of inducement, I'm trying to induce what? That you should give me a gift, and if you don't, it's going to spring a nether, right? Now, Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir says, Rabbi Meir says, if this guy does not give the gift, 
That's a binding nether. It springs a nether, and that guy is never going to be able to, the recipient will never be allowed to receive benefit, uh, not the recipient, meaning the second fellow, because he's the, actually, he need, he, he's the one who's being induced to give something. The second fellow, who's, is, who, who, if he doesn't give, then from the original person, he'll never be able to get benefit again. It's a, it's a binding nether, no way out. That's, if he doesn't, that means, if you don't want to spring the nether, then what you have to do is give the gift. You don't give the gift, it springs the nether. That's Rav Meir's opinion. That here too, there is an Eitzah, there is a mechanism that can prevent the nether from being sprung. Because the Chorah, if he refuses to give the gift, it springs the nether. But there's a way to stop the nether from being sprung, being sprung, even if you don't give the gift. How could you do that? Because, like this, that what happens if he doesn't give the gift? Right? Now, it springs, the recipient is what's springing the nether, meaning, I'm supposed to be getting this from my kids, you're not giving it, now you become Asimana Chosin. That he has a, he has a loophole, he has a way to stop it from being sprung. There is a concept of his kabalti. This has many, uh, many halachic implications, we're not gonna get into all of it. But his kabalti means is that, if you're supposed to give me a gift, do I have the right to say, I, I, I look at it as if I received the gift. Even if you didn't give it to me, I consider it as if I received the gift. Now, whether it works through mechila, like a meichel the gift, or well, however it works, it's actually a shaila in the halacha by, uh, by, by, uh, by shloch manas. Does it work for Shlach Monas? That his Kabalti. I consider, I'll keep it. I can, do we, were you Yotze, Shlach Monas, and that's the same one. But it is a, a, his Kabalti, it's as if I received it. So therefore, if the, the father of the kids says, listen, you know what? I don't want to ask him, I him on you. Right? For whatever reason, you aren't able to give me, the, 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 give my kids, the, uh, reciprocate what I gave you. I consider it as if you did it, then according to Rachamim, it doesn't spring the nether. But the takeaway over here is, without it, the nether has sprung, even though it was a nether of inducement. Now, who's the author over here, right? Someone says like this, It's as if I received it. Now, time of the the only way to stop the nether from being sprung is because you give the, the, the reason at, uh, that you could say it's as if I uh, received it. But if you don't say that, or that's not something they agree upon, then the nether is sprung. It's a binding nether. Now, money, who's the author? Now, it is a nether of inducement, and what is Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov's opinion of nether of, of inducement? That a nether of inducement, even if it is what you're saying, is what you're trying to induce the guy to do. It's still, you don't need, a, it's not, not a binding nether. This can't be according to, why do you have to come onto the Hiskabalti reason? So Moses says, El Elav must be going like the Rabbanan, and now we've again shown that the argument, there is an argument between the Chachamim and Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Again, the Gemara uses the same type of uh, methodology as before. That it could be that this case is worse than the case of the Mishnah by the dinner. That maybe over here, even Rabbi Lezman Yaakov agrees that it could be viewed as a binding nether. Why? So again, starting with the, um, with, 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 with the, with the, the logic that if I want you to give my kids such a gift... The implication is that 
I must have given you and your kids a gift, and therefore I want you to reciprocate. Now, what's the point? The point is like this. Is that, here it's, it's, it's opposite as far from before. Before, you're making me feel like a dog. Here it's not a point of making me feel like a dog. Here you're making me feel like you, you've taken advantage of me. I give you and you don't give me back. That's what, and therefore it, it could be that over here, even over Elizabeth and Yaakov agree, it is considered to be a binding nether. He, like, the way that more explains it, what would think I'm a king? Only a king gives gifts without expecting things in, the, in return. Everybody else expects something in return, and therefore you're not giving it in return, it would be considered a binding nether, even according to the opinion of Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov. Look, it really could be going like Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov. Mother of Elizabeth Yaakov, Elizabeth Yaakov will agree, Baha'i, in this case, the that is considered a binding nether. Why? What is it? I'm not a king. What do you think? I'm a king. That I have all the money in the world and that I just give gifts and people don't, I don't expect people to reciprocate. So they have a I'm not a king. That I can benefit you, and you don't have to give me back. And therefore, I'm insistent that I receive in return. And therefore, it's not just an inducement that's not a valid net. And maybe the guy actually means it to be a valid net. Now, if you come up with the excuse, then he agrees, you know what, it's as if I received it, I michael you, whatever it is, then fine. But otherwise, it's a binding net, even according to Shiroz and Yaakov. And it's not similar to the case of the dinner. Because again, in the case of the dinner, it doesn't have to imply that there's reciprocity, even one or two reasons. Either because the reaction does not show that there was based on reciprocity, or the amounts involved are not generally things that person doesn't feel of because I invited you for dinner, therefore you have to invite me for dinner. That's not generally a feeling that a person will have. When you want larger amounts, then maybe that is the case. Let's go on. Amalei Markashisha Bereid Rav Chista Rav Ashi. So Markashisha, the son of Rav Chista, said to Rav Ashi, Toshema, come and listen. Nidre Oinsim. We had one of the four categories of Midorim that was mentioned in the beginning of the Perak was called Nidre Oinsim. These are Midorim that are beyond a person's control. And we gave, we said that if it's a Nidre Oinsim, we'll have to define what exactly Nidre Oinsim is, we'll deal with later. But the result is that since it's something beyond a person's control, it doesn't, it's not becoming binding, and you don't even need to go to a chacham, you don't need she'ela. Now, the brysa over here is, uh, 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 the, I'm sorry, the Mishnah, uh, the Gemara the, 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 the is bringing a proof from what the definition that is given from Nidre Onsim. Now, what's the case over there? So it says as follows, Hediro chaveiro sheyokel etzlo. So the case he's talking about, we, the way we're understanding right now, you have a guest and you have the host. And the host, basically, with the threat of a nether, said, you better come and eat by me. If you don't eat by me, you don't come have dinner by me, Lechora, it triggers the nether. Now what happened was that the, the guest was not able to come. Not because he didn't want to come, but either he got sick or his son got sick, or the river where the ferry is supposed to cross over was not flooded and he wasn't able to get to come on the date that was there. So now normally the nether would have been triggered because the, what stops the nether from being triggered is what? That he, gets. That he goes and eats yeah. dinner. But here since it happened through an onus, Therefore, it's saying is that as in terms of something beyond his control, the nether is not considered to be triggered. Shibos, though, I think, the whole question, right? Same idea. 
Right, right. No, they're, they're right. So if you don't show up on day 30, right. and uh, for now, or whatever it is. Now, now, the implication over here, why is the netter not triggered? Because it was an onus. What was the onus? That he couldn't get there beyond his control. Implies that if he could have got there on and he did not, he chose not to, what would be the halacha? The nether would be, would be triggered. Yeah, now, halacha, whose opinion is this? This would seem to be, mamish, the case of Rabbi Husband Yaakov. If, if you don't come for dinner, I'm going to bind, there's going to be a binding nether against you. And he held that the nether does not work because it's, it's only a nether of inducement. Clearly, this, this author does not hold this is considered to be a nether of inducement. The only out would be if it's an onus, but otherwise the nether is binding. Must be like the Chachamim. And if it's going like the Chachamim, we see this in my focus between Rabbi Husband Yaakov and the so when it says halav achi, if it's not for the ex, for the onus, then uh, neither who money who is the who is the author now e rabbi lozman yaakov is going to yaakov then zruzinavi this should be a, a regular neder of it seems mamish the case on the second mishnah that's the case I would come for dinner if you don't come for dinner I'm binding my assets against you with a net that seems to be the case so Moses says elalav must be another rabban and upligi and they argue. Says the Gemara, not a raya. Now listen outside what the Gemara is going to do. The Gemara is going to say is that actually this is in no way comparable to the case of Rabbi and Yaakov. Because really what happens over here is the case is in, in, in the case of Rabbi and Yaakov, who is driving the conversation? The, the host is driving and saying is, you better come for dinner. If you don't come for dinner, my assets will be offered to you. So therefore, Rabbi Lezman Yaakov says, that's clearly a nether of inducement. And therefore, it does not have, it's not binding. Says the Gemara, the way the Ron explains this, is that in this case, it's actually the guest that's driving. The guest is going to the host and saying, I want to come for dinner. And you better invite me. And you know what? You can actually even make a nether to ensure that I'm going to come. Now, in this case, it's not viewed as a nether of inducement. Because he doesn't need to induce him to agree to come. Why? Said, I'm, I'm coming anyway. So in this case, that's why it is a binding nether. And thereby, the only way it's not binding is if what happens? Honest. If an onus happens. But otherwise, it is binding. Now, if that's the case, then it has nothing to do with Rabbi and Yaakov's case. And you cannot bring me a, a machlokas here between Rabbi and Yaakov and the Chachamim. Alright, so let's see it inside. So when it says, Rabbi Yaakov, really, this could even be going like do you think we're talking about that it is the host that is putting the nether on the guest to induce him to come? That's not what's happening over here. The one who's driving the conversation is the zamina adre lemezamne. Is that it's the guest that is causing the host to have to make the nether against him. Because if the, the guest comes to the host and says, will you invite me to the meal? So Amalei in, he says, of course I'll invite you. He says, He says, I want you to put a nether on me to show how much I want to come. Put a nether on me and I'll be bound by it that if I don't, if I don't show up, it's going to trigger a nether against me. Whether it's my nechassim also to you or your, or your nechassim also to me. But that's how strong I feel that I'm going to be there. And the host made the the nether. Now, no, only if the the guest becomes sick or his son becomes sick or nahar or a river prevented him from crossing over, then, uh, then only then is not binding and it falls under the category. It's a nether that's beyond your control. But otherwise, 
if there was no reason he didn't show up, it would trigger, because this is not viewed as a nether of inducement or a nether of motivation. Fine. Toshima, come and listen. Now, the next piece of Gemara, there is a huge machlok, is what the right girsa is. There's two different girsaos. One is the way the Rosh reads, one is the way the Ran reads. Our Gemara actually reads the way the Rosh reads. The Ran himself offers this as an alternative girsa. He first gives his explanation, and then he says this is the way, this is the other uh, interpretation. And both interpretations have completely divergent outcomes. Whether it depends on which one you go. So we'll read our Gemara first, and then I'll tell you how the Ron reads it. But Toshama, come and listen. Yeser al Kane, Amr of Lesman Yaakov, that uh, even more, meaning additionally, even he, uh, he went even, he took it to the next level. Rabbi Lesman Yaakov, right? What is the next level? He said, Omele Chaveiro. The person said to his friend, Konam Sha'ani Nanelach, I make a nether that. I, uh, that I will be restricted from benefiting anything from you, if you don't come and eat dinner by me. Right? If you don't come and be my guest, then I'm going to be usher in your nechosim. And come eat by me warm bread and a hot drink. That, I, uh, it's been very specific. I want you to come and have, and at least have the bare minimum, have a hot, hot have some, some, hot, hot, have some, some, from fresh bread, hot bread, and have a hot drink. Okay? So again, what's the case? So basically is the host is telling the guest that I am creating a restriction. I'm making a nether that I'm not going to benefit from you if you don't come and benefit from me. Okay? Right. Now, hello hikbit kenegdo. And the other fellow, fellow was Makbid, meaning, again, he has different, different shots, and he made, actually made the net of the other way, according to some. So he says, no, he said, I refuse to come. He basically, he, he was in a, an opposition, right? Now, af elu nidre's reason. These are also considered to be nidre's reason. These are considered to be nidorim of inducement, which therefore is another way of saying that what? They're not binding. They're not binding. Right? And the Chachamim did not agree. Alright? So now, let's just understand what's going on over here. Alright? We're going to get to the next level because that's where the gear saw us. We're giving an... The Brice is adding to Lechorah the Mishnah. The Mishnah of Osman Yaakov gave a case where... Where person said, "Come eat dinner by me," and he said, "No, you if you don't come eat dinner by me, then I usher my nechosim on you forever, right?" And uh, he didn't come for dinner. He said, "No, nechosim don't become us. It's a nether inducement." We want to know. Zedrulaz are arguing with the original chachamim who gave the case of the buyer and the seller. Now the bride is saying even more so in this particular case. Even more so, Rabbi Lutz ben Yaakov over here. Right, right. Now, what's the case over here? Is that not that my nechassim will come also to you, but I will never benefit from you. That's also considered to be an example of nidrizism. Now, what's the even more so? So the Ron suggests that the even more so is as follows. Because in this case, you could throw in the svara. What am I, a dog? What am I, a dog? You, I, I benefit from you. And you are refusing to benefit from me. Now that learn, that only works if you learn that there's no distinction before with the amounts. 
Right? Because if, if the distinction that works, because there's a large amount, you say, reciprocal I problem, but here it's, not a, here, it's not a large, here it's not a large amount. You can't really give that. But, but if you learn, it depends on what the reaction is, then that would apply over here. Because yeah, the reaction is the appropriate reaction. I'm never going to get benefit from you again. That, that would work with that. That is the case over here, right? Whatever benefit I receive from you, I'm never going to do it again if you don't come and have a guest. So therefore, the reason why this is a step up, because even though there is a svara to say that it is a good netter, because I don't want you to treat me like a dog, even in this case, Rabbi Luz ben Yaakov is willing to say that this is not a netter, it's considered, so we still say it's a netter of inducement. Okay? That would be the yeser al okay. The other svara that the Ran throws in, what about the sheet that holds based on the amounts? The fact that I'm saying it's so specific, a loaf, of, a, a hot bread, and, 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 uh, and I'm, I'm identifying exactly what it is, that makes it a lot more binding as a nether, and that's why over here it's, it's, it's even more so. But nevertheless, the point is, right? So what's the takeaway? That even in this case, Rabbi Lezman Yaakov said it's considered to be a nether, means for sure it's a nether, and the Kachamim did not agree. Now, the Gemara's takeaway, according to the, re- the reading of Al Gemara, is, my love, lohod lechachamim. Does it not mean that lohod lechachamim is a love? Is it not talking about afilu kamais? It means they don't agree with them, not only in the case of the Brisa, but they don't agree with them in the case of the Mishnah too. Because they hold, unless it's a, there's a discrepancy between what he's, th- what he means and what he says, we don't look at it as a nedrizruzim and it would be considered binding. Now, if you learn that that's what the Gemara's takeaway over there is, Shmaminah, Pligra Banalei, then comes out, the Chachamim agree with it, uh, I mean, say disagree with him, both in the case of the Mishnah and in the case of the Bryce, and that's the, and that's the takeaway. The only thing we have to clarify who the Halacha goes like. But that's the Girsa of the Rosh, and that's the Girsa of Al Gemara. The Ran's girsa is, that they, says, is it not that the fact that the Chachamim don't disagree with him in the Brisa, um, the fact that the Chachamim disagree with him in the Brisa, that they would also disagree with him with his case in the Mishnah? And on that, the girsa of the Ran is no. That all you see from here is they disagreed with him in the case of the Brisa. Because in the case of the Brisa, they hold, they might hold that over here there is a Svara, what am I a dog? Right? But in the case, in his case of the Mishnah, where it's not implied that there's a case that it's a reciprocal problem, maybe they would agree with them. And therefore, the most you can bring is that they argue only in the case of the Brisa, but you cannot prove that they argue the case of the Mishnah. And that's the Girsa of the Ram. Okay? I'm not going to get into all the implications of it. Let's go on. So, Shmami no, so therefore like this. So therefore, the Gemara concludes Shmami no, according to our Girsa, there is a Shmami, there's a Pligi in both Mishnah and Brisa. According to the Ran, the only takeaways they argue in the Brisa, you can't answer the original question whether they would disagree with him in the Mishnah. My Havi Allah, what is the bottom line, the final outcome? So, Tosh Ma'akam, listen, to Amra Vuna, Halok Rebbe Lozman Yaakov, Vachain Amra Rabbe Adabar Ava, Halok Rebbe Lozman Yaakov. Now, according to the Rosh, it reads straight, that even though they argue, the halacha follows Rabbi Lozben Yaakov both in the case of the Mishnah and in the case of the Brisa. 
out. That you don't need. You don't even have to get out. It's, it's right. not, not binding. Now, what about according to the Iran? According to the Iran, is the most we showed is there's an argument in the second case. We didn't show there's an argument in the first case, but it comes out the same thing. Which means, obviously, if you're saying the halachas like him, you only have to say that where they argue. I mean, the halachas like him in the Brisa. In the Mishnah, they don't necessarily disagree. So the halachas is going to be like him in the Mishnah too. Because whether, if he disagreed, then you're saying the halachas like him both in the Mishnah and If they don't disagree in the Mishnah, only in the Brisa, the halachas like him in the Brisa. In the Mishnah, they don't disagree. So the halachas like him anyway. So that's the outcome of this. And that is the end of that. Let's go to the next Mishnah. So we're talking about, we dealt with, from, from the last Mishnah to this Mishnah, we talked about what are the parameters of Nidrei Zeruzin, Nidorim of inducement, right? That's what we're dealing with. Now we're going to the next Mishnah, which was known as Nidrei Havoy. Havoy is, I mean, hyperbole, exaggeration. So Zogdei Liga Mishnah, we're going to learn this again like the Ran. Again, there's are huge differences here in the Gersos and the Pshatim, but let's go. The Ran learns beautifully that there's two examples of given of Nidrei Havoy, and each one is teaching us a different Chiddush. Because why say two examples if it's teaching us the same thing? So he learns each one is a different chiddush. Let's go through it. So the first one is what's an error of, ex- of exaggeration? So the person said, and konem right when you make a neder, a neder is on an object. So obviously he has like fruit or he has something in front of him, and he's saying these fruit will be forbidden to me if I did not see on the one hundred and one the same amount of people that left Mitzrayim. Right? Now, Lechora, the people that left Mitzrayim, 600,000 men, 3 million people, that's, uh, chances are what? And therefore, what should happen? In theory, it would be a And then the netter should be triggered. Now, but what is this an example of hyperbole, exaggeration? Because people say, how many people were there? There were millions of people there. Millions of people, it doesn't really mean there were millions of people. What does it just mean? A lot. lot of people. So therefore, as long as there were a lot of people at 7 o'clock in the morning on the 101, the netter is not triggered, it's not binding, you don't have to go get a Pesach for it. So that's an example where, that we allow, the, what, what it means, that a netter havai means, we allow you to use exaggerations that people use, and we're not going to use it to trigger the netter. That's the first example of a netter of exaggeration. What's the second one? Im person said, I, I, I utter the fruit that are in front of me, the conum, with a, with, like a carbon, if I did not see a snake that looks like the beam of an olive press. Now, we're going to see later on in the Gemara what exactly is the beam of the olive press look like. It's got certain ridges on it, a certain size, certain weight. But the point of the matter is, it's not possible for there to be a snake, like a snake that looks... Which means that basically you're saying something that's an impossibility. Now, you would say like this, well, you said a nether that, it's only, that, that if you did not see it, it's going to usher the Paris. However, since everybody knows that what you're saying is an impossibility, really what you're doing over here is, you're saying something that clearly is not a possibility and therefore doesn't bind the nether. Because a nether, if you're saying the exaggeration is so great that everybody knows it's false, it doesn't make, it doesn't trigger a nether. So now this is an absurdity. Now this is a different example of nether avoid. The first one is, we allow you to use hyperbole, we give you, and that, that therefore doesn't trigger the nether because people speak that way and means, and therefore you're saying something that makes sense. You saw a lot of people, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. 
about. Here actually is that the whole nether is an absurd nether because what you said is an impossibility and therefore we say you don't really mean because if you really meant to ask the pharaohs, we just said these pharaohs are asr on me if that's what you wanted to do. But to use an absurdity, we say you don't really mean to ask the pharaohs and therefore the pharaohs are not asr. So it's two different examples of what's considered to be a nether havai and the bottom line is neither of these examples are binding. Now, the Gemara uh, 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 the, it contrasts the, uh, to a Mishnah in Shavuos. The Mishnah in Shavuos discusses Shavuos that are made Havai, with exaggeration or hyperbole. Now we're going to see, if, is there a difference between a Neder Havai, which we just talked about now, and Shavuos Havai. Now exactly the case of Shavuos Havai we're going to have to deal with at the end of today's year. But what the, 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 the contrast over here, that's where there becomes a Girsa Machlokas between the Ran, and I believe it's the Rosh, but the, 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 the big, big Machlokas. What's the, what's the Girsa of Al Gemara? Tana, we learned in Abrais, that Nidre Havai Mutarin, that Nidre Havai, Havai are permitted. Permitted means that the fruit are permitted because they don't become restricted. Whereas Shavuos Havai are Asurim. Shavuos Havai are binding. Okay, now, this is the Gears of Al Now, the way the Rush learns this is that because we learned that a Shavuos that is made is more severe than a nether. Because remember, the positive says, Lo yanake, that Hashem, will, that, that without punishment you cannot be absolved. Therefore, we find the Chachamim created more strictures or stringencies concerning Shvuas than they did by Nadarim. Which means that even though using hyperbole or by Shvua should not be problematic, the same way it's not problematic by a nether, the Chachamim came along and said, we don't want you even making shwurs that way because there is a severe punishment that applies by shwurs that apply by nidram. That's the girsa we have. The girsa of the Ran is just as nidre havai are not binding, so to shwurs havai are not binding. Now, but the Ran explains, not binding means that they don't take effect because they are using hyperbole, they don't take effect. However, there is an isser involved in making such a shvur. Means they're not binding in terms of the effect, but there's oh, an isser. Yeah. And one of them, the Ran says, actually could even be derisa. Because if you make a shvur in the case of a snake, I make a shvur that I saw this kind of a snake, and you did not see, it's not possible, it's a shvur shav. You actually got to get lashes in Torah for making a shvur uh, in vain. Right. So therefore, that's, that's what the Ran's girsa is, that it's not binding, it's not binding in terms it doesn't take effect. But in terms of what it does to the person making it, it could be also Midrabonin in the case of the Kiyotza Mitzrayim, or it could be also even, it could be a Malkus de Raisa in the case of, but that's two different Gersos over here. So the way we have it written in our Gemara is that even though it's Mutter by Nadorim, it's Osir by Shvut. Again, the Ram's Gersa is, just as it's Mutter here, it's Mutter by Shvuas as well. Now, what the Gemara wants to know, Hechi Dami Shvuas Havai. What does it mean, a Shvu of exaggeration? A nether, we understand by definition. If you're making a nether, what does that mean? You have a bowl of fruit in front of you, and you're saying is that this fruit will come <coughs> also to me, and you can put in a trigger. You can do that. But what is a Shvu? What does that mean? A shvur doesn't generally go on an object. A shvur goes on an activity. On a, so, right, so what's the case over here, right? So now, Ilema, maybe if the case is talking about the Amar Shvur, Ilora, Isi, Badera, Chazet. So there's a shvur if I did not see. 
That, that's not a shvur. There's no restriction on anything. What are you making a restriction on everything? I, I, by shvur, if I did not see. So one who says, Midam Ka'amar, then what are you, what are you saying? There's, that's, that's nothing. That's not even making a statement that makes sense in terms of shvur. So Amar Abayah, the Amar Shvur, Shura Isi. So I, 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 by, by the power of a Shvur that I saw, now you're putting the Shvur on the activity itself. You're not saying, I should have a Shvur. It's not like the trigger is if I did not see. Here the actual Shvur is on the, on, on the activity. Shvur that I saw. Now even though it's still, you can hear it so it's on activity, but it's still not answering anything specifically. What, 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 that what? That if I, you didn't say that the fruit will become also to me, if that's all you did, so therefore, okay, you're telling me, therefore it's not binding. The Gersh it's not a binding shvur. Might be also, whatever reasons, but it's not a binding shvur. So on that, What's the novelty of saying that, of course it's not binding? Meaning, I make a shvur that I saw. And if, uh, or shvur what? 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 So he says, you have to tie it into some kind of thing that can become also. Right? So therefore, the ode, during the netic time, also, if you, uh, the comparison of the brysa, you want to be apples to apples. You're comparing shvur to nether. At least in shvur, there's a, there, it has to be going on the fruit. So in case of the, uh, um, in case of nether, it's got to be going on the fruit. Shvur must be tying to something also, just as the nether was. Therefore, says Rabbi El Amar Rabbi, the Omer, the Osru Peiris Oilam Alai Beshvur. What the guy must be saying is, that I'm making a shvur. That what? That either I saw or that they saw a snake, and if I did not, then the fruit of the world become also to me. So now you have something on that, either the girsa we have with Iran, that's not a binding, it's not binding, because either we allow the person to use the exaggeration, and therefore there's nothing happened, or the bottom line is it's an impossibility. Now what the, so therefore, in fact, in, in, vis-a-vis the fruit, it's not binding. Now, what the outcome, because of what you said, that already is a whole different story. It could be also midrabanon, because of lo yanake, and it could even be also deraisa, you get malthus for it, but the bottom line, the brides are just saying it's not binding in terms of you can't, uh, that, that we don't make the payros usur under circumstances. It might be a shvur shav. There's no right. such thing as a nether shav, but there might be a thing as a shvur shav. John, we'll stop over here.